Hi, hello, and welcome to another episode of You Want to Watch, a podcast where I'll let you know if that movie you're considering watching is worth it. My name is Gabby, and in today's episode, we are doing things a little differently because this past week, I watched movies that I normally wouldn't watch, and I will let you know how this all got started. So about a month ago, I had asked some of my friends to give me a movie recommendation that was something they liked that they thought I hadn't seen yet because I wanted to try and like branch out of things that I was just picking all the time. And I knew there was going to come a point sort of in these weeks of recording this podcast where I wasn't going to be able to go to the movies or be interested in anything at the movies. So I knew I wanted something to be able to watch like in that in between time. And so I asked three of my friends and they all gave me recommendations of the one really kind of type of movie that I do not actively seek out myself, and that is animated movies. Yeah, my friends are mean, and they all picked an animated movie for me to watch, which is like the one thing that I I don't watch. I will not go out of my way to watch an animated film. It's not to say that I don't like them. I just, like, I, it's not my first pick, and it's not really my second pick, and like, I won't go to the movies to see an animated film. Um, I think the last one that I saw in theaters was like Moana. And that really wasn't because it was animated. It was because Lin-Manuel Miranda did the songs for it. And I'm a Hamilton stan. And so I was interested in that. So I went and saw Moana. I went and saw it when I was in college. It was actually a really good time. There's just a bunch of 20-year-olds watching Moana, which is a great movie, actually. So like I'm saying, I don't hate animated movies. I just don't actively seek them out. But this week, I had to watch three. And let's get into it. So I'm going to talk about these in the order that I watched them. And I watched them in the order of shortest to longest, because that's just the kind of person that I am. Um, And so the first movie that I watched was Nate's recommendation, and that was Batman Mask of the Phantasm. And this is a animated Batman movie from 1993. It had a um, like theatrical release when it was out, but I wasn't alive yet. So I shouldn't have been expected to know anything about this movie. So the plot of this one is... Bruce Wayne, when he's younger, he meets this woman named Andrea and he falls in love with her and he thinks they're going to have this wonderful, beautiful, amazing life together. And obviously that does not happen. She mysteriously disappears, runs away with her father. And that's the catalyst that makes Bruce become Batman in this universe, in this film. And one, like he's so dramatic. I'm going to keep saying that if you know anything about Bruce Wayne, like that's his number one personality trait is dramatic. He's all about the drama. He can't help himself. He loves it too much. And I support him for it. So then it's like some 10 years later, as the movie keeps going and he's Batman doing his Batman thing, hunting the baddies, keeping Gotham marginally more safe than it will ever be. Um, And then... All of a sudden, this 
masked figure comes in on the scene and everyone thinks that it's Batman, but the person is like murdering people. So now Batman is being accused of murder and he's being hunted by the police and other villains um, because they think that he's out killing people. And Bruce is like, no, I'm not that dramatic. I don't actually kill people. So he has to investigate to figure out who that is and then there's a whole bunch of other drama it's actually a really good time like the drama is so over the top because it's a very like quintessential 90s animated movie like I kept thinking about like old Scooby-Doo and all that kind of stuff where it's just so over the top that you are having such a good time and you can't help but just take it in and have some fun you don't need it to totally make sense and then we even get like Joker in this and the Joker and and this one is voiced by Mark Hamill, which is amazing. Everyone loves Mark Hamill. He's great. He does a great Joker voice. I mean, like the killing joke. We all know if you well, I say we all know, but I guess if you're not really interested in DC comics or anything, you don't know. So I'll stop saying it like that. I was actually really excited to watch this because as I have talked about in past episodes, I'm super excited for the Matt Reeves Batman with Robert Pattinson playing Bruce. So this just gave me another reason to talk about Batman and Bruce Wayne and think about Robert Pattinson and what he's going to do in it. And I also thought it was really interesting for this one. Um, because since you see Bruce when he's younger, when he first becomes Batman, and then like 10 years later when he's older, there's different versions of the suit. And that's something that um, that is supposed to be happening in the Matt Reeves Batman is that he's going to have like an upgrade to the suit. And so I thought it was kind of funny that it was being mirrored in this one. I mean, it's not like a new thing to have in a Batman movie, but I'm really excited to see it in the Robert Pattinson Batman. So I liked seeing it here, but also that he literally looked like he was like going to rob a bank in a ski mask. I don't know what Bruce thought he was really going to accomplish there. Like he's like, I'm telling you, he's so dramatic. He's just out here and he's nosy. And it's like the basis of Batman is being a nosy, dramatic person. That's how you accomplish your goals. Also, another big part of being Bruce Wayne is having a lot of money and not a lot of brains. Like one of the notes that I wrote while I was watching this was Bruce, a dummy, so much money, so little brains. And I think that really does sum him up. There's also a part where he asks what good will vengeance solve while he's wearing the bat suit and just the lack of self-awareness. Where are your brain cells, Bruce? Like you should know. What, what good vengeance solves. You literally became Batman as a form of vengeance. Overall, I really liked this. It made me kind of think that I might want to watch a few more animated Batman movies and some of the show just to have some fun being back with Bruce and the gang and everybody, especially coming off of Birds of Prey. I just kind of want to like spend some time with DC. I've been on a Marvel break just because there hasn't been much to do with them, which is good for me. Like I need a break from Disney sometimes. And so it was really fun to get some Bruce Wayne, to get some accurate comic version Bruce Wayne. I really enjoyed it. I also liked not having to worry about like what people's opinions of it were. Like I didn't have to hop on Twitter and see what people were complaining about now after watching this 
Batman thing, which was really nice. Sometimes it's nice to not have discourse and drama. And this gave it to me. So thanks, Nate, for recommending this. I had a really good time. The next movie that I watched, I did not have as good of a time with, but it was not because it was animated, because the animation was actually really amazing. It was the story that I was not a fan of. This movie was my friend Miguel's pick, and it is I Lost My Body, which is a French animated film that is on Netflix. It was nominated for an Oscar just this past month, um, and it lost to Toy Story 4. I haven't seen Toy Story 4 or Toy Story 3. I might have seen Toy Story 2. I couldn't tell you, though. I could be lying. So that's where I'm at. I'm telling you with animated movies, that's where I'm at. But I can't tell you whether or not this movie deserved it over Toy Story 4 because I haven't seen it. But I also didn't like this. So whatever. I Lost My Body is considered a drama fantasy. So it is darker than like what you would think a normal kids movie would be. I don't even think this is aimed at children. I mean, A lot of kids movies do get pretty dark. I feel like the point of them is to like help introduce like that concept to kids at a young age so that they can like easily digest it, which is good. I mean, I support that. Um, But this one is not it's not just, oh, Nemo can't find his dad sad. It's like real sad and like layers of depression and anxiety in this kid that you have to work through. And maybe that was part of the reason I didn't want to go on that journey at the time that I watched this. So maybe that's a warning to anybody who is not in the mood for sort of like that level of darkness and themes in this movie that maybe you don't want to watch it at a certain time where you don't feel great about watching something like that. If you do want to watch it, though, it is on Netflix. Um, So it's easily accessible if you have a Netflix account. The movie starts off with this severed hand escaping from this like refrigerator in a lab. And then it's like going on this journey to find its body. Um, And you are taken from like in the past when um, the main character was a boy and then to when he's old. And the big catalyst and traumatic event in this movie is that he is in the car with his parents and he causes his dad to get distracted. I mean, the movie puts like the he puts blame on himself and the movie goes along with that, that it's he's the reason that his um, parents got into a car accident and then died, even though like it's not his fault. You can't put that on him. But anyways, that's just my personal opinion. But that is the big traumatic event, car accident, dead parents. And he has to try and figure out how his life is going to go on after that. And he has a hard time with it. Um, and then here is where I start having problems with it. He starts working as a pizza delivery boy and he goes to this one apartment and he's trying to deliver a pizza to this lady and I don't know what about her he just like is immediately taken by and he starts basically being obsessed with her and even though he never sees her he just talks to her through a little intercom Um, and then so he tracks down where she works and then stalks her because he follows her to where she lives um and then he begins like apprenticing for her uncle where he found her like where she stopped when he was stalking her and so yeah he starts apprenticing for her uncle um 
so that he can get close to her so that he can date her. And I really like I can't even say this without rolling my eyes. Like I don't understand what what was trying to be accomplished there. Like he literally stalked her in hopes of starting a romantic relationship when that cannot happen. You cannot have romance from stalking. Please do not stalk people. Sometimes you just you talk to a nice lady through an intercom while you're delivering her pizza, which you're doing a really poor job of as he was. And then that's it. You that's it. That's the only interaction you have with that person and you move on with the rest of your life. You do not follow them around in hopes of dating them. It was really nice to look at. The animation was really cool. It wasn't anything like super basic. It wasn't like basic Pixar looking or Disney looking animation. It was something like totally different, which I really appreciated. And I also liked the score of it, but I can't get past the plot. I can't let it go. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to let it go. And that's all I'm going to say about this movie. Sorry, Miguel. You didn't give me a good pick. The last movie that I watched was a recommendation from my friend Kelsey, and it was Kubo and the Two Strings. I remember like back in 2016 when this movie came out, hearing a lot about it. Like I don't know why I felt like this movie was like promoted a lot everywhere. Like I felt like this and like Kung Fu Panda, whenever that came out, like those two I vividly remember seeing a lot of promotion for. Um, but obviously I have not seen it. I had not seen Kubo and the Two Strings. I haven't seen Kung Fu Panda either. But I finally got to watch Kubo and the Two Strings and I really, really enjoyed it. When Kelsey gave me the name of this movie to watch, the first thing I did was type it into Google just to see what it was sort of about and to also see who the voice cast was. And when I saw that Matthew McConaughey was voicing some character, I was like, all right, I'm in. We're good. I'm going to have a good time, I think, because... He has a fun voice. I really enjoy it. So I knew I was going to have some level of enjoyment from watching this. This was directed by the same guy who did the Bumblebee movie that came out not too long ago. So this was his directorial debut. So I mean, he really, he started off with the bar like real high. I haven't seen Bumblebee, but I can't imagine it's anywhere near as good as Kubo and the Two Strings. Like he set his bar entirely too high and he'll never meet this again this movie is about a boy named kubo who has an eye patch over one eye and he takes care of his mother who is i think both physically and mentally ill it's very clear that she is depressed but i'm not sure if she also has a physical ailment on top of it or if it's just that but they live in this like mountain on top of a village and during the day he goes into the village and he um plays a shamisen and he manipulates like origami by through playing it's like really cool magic in the scene with that when he first does it is so cool like the animation for the origami is so much fun like I was feeling like I was in the village and being like odd and gasping with the characters in the movie because it was just so so fun but while he does that he tells the story of his father who was a super famous samurai warrior um, but he's never able to finish that story because his mom can't remember enough of the events to tell him the full thing from start to finish um, and his father's missing so he's never met him he doesn't know anything about him apart from the small things that his mother can remember to let him know um, 
and all he knows is that he cannot stay out after dark because um, his mother's sisters and uh, his grandfather, who is called the Moon King, will come and take his other eye, which I was already it's like, wow, this is a really dark movie. Like, not only is his mother depressed and he's clearly having to take care of her through that as a child, but now, like, he's being threatened of losing his other eye if he doesn't, if he goes out after dark. It's like, okay, we are dealing with many things right now. Let's go. But some things happen. The sisters and the Moon King show up to the village and his mother is forced to use the rest of her magic to get Kubo to safety. And when he wakes up, he is met by a monkey and they later meet a beetle. That beetle is played by Matthew McConaughey. And they try and go on this quest to find all the parts of Kubo's father's armor that he's been um, talking about in his stories to try and be able to defeat the Moon King, as I think was the end goal. I started getting honestly a little lost. I had to like pause this movie in between watching like the first half and the second half because life happened. But um, I think that's basically the gist of it. I honestly would probably rewatch it because I enjoyed it that much that I could like rewatch it and get the entirety of the plot. So that's my recommendation for it. I'm saying right now that I would rewatch it because I had fun, even though I just watched it. So I think that's that's a good thing. Both the monkey and his mother actually are voiced by Charlize Theron. Um, I love her voice. I think she's got a great voice. So I really applauded the voice acting in this, which um, I think sometimes in animated movies that can be something that's distracting if to you it's not connecting. Um, So I was really happy to feel that I enjoyed that aspect of it. So it wasn't something that was taking me out of the story. This is available to me on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, then maybe you also will have access to it. Um, But I would suggest watching it. I'm thankful that Kelsey told me to finally watch it because I wouldn't have done it on my own. And I really enjoyed this sort of experiment of watching um, movies that I never would have watched before. I want to do this in some sort of other like genre again, but I can't. I'll have to think of like another type of movie that I don't actively seek out. I feel like I watch most other types of movies for the most part. Um, maybe I'll like watch like some old movies that I've never seen, like something from like the 20s or something. Ooh, that could be fun. I'm literally um, thinking out loud and you're having to listen to my train of thought. So how fun is that for you? That's all a podcast is. It's just listening to someone's train of thought. So it's all good. Last week, I know I said that I was not planning on seeing Invisible Man, um, but I have found out in the last week that the same director who's doing this one also directed 2018's Upgrade, and that was one of my big like surprise movies of 2018. I didn't know really what it was going in, and I used my movie pass on it, so I was going to see a movie for free, like going in blind, and it was one of my favorite like surprise movies of 2018 so I actually will now be seeing Invisible Man because I want to see what he does in this one directing wise Um, and then also I am getting access to The Lodge finally it is coming to a theater close enough to me that I'm willing to drive to it so I'm finally getting the Riley Keough horror movie that I deserve so I think next week's episode will be like a horror movie 
episode and maybe I will watch like a third horror movie that someone can recommend to me that maybe I haven't seen before that I would have never been interested in to round out my list because I like talking about three movies in podcasts because usually I like at least two of them and then there's one that I don't really care for so it's a good balance of recommendations plus maybe don't go see this recommendations but that's what I've watched in the past week and that is what I'm planning to watch coming up this weekend you should let me know what you've been watching and what you're interested in seeing Um, you can let me know on Twitter and Instagram I'd love to hear it I'd love to talk about movies but that's all for this episode and I will catch you next week Thanks so much for listening to this episode of You Want to Watch. You can find me on Apple Podcast and Spotify, as well as on Twitter at YWWpod and Instagram at You Want to Watch.